If you would like, you can go ahead and open your Bible or your uh, app to uh, Joshua chapter 1. That's where we're going to be today for a little while. Today's service is going to be a little bit more condensed than our, our normal, uh, so we won't be here too long today. We know you've got a lot of things to do, but we wanted to see the year out with this time of worship today. Do you ever get something on your mind and you can't get rid of it? you have any OCD people in here? Yeah. Well, I'm one of those. It happens to me. It's usually a song that I start singing, and I can't get it off my mind until I change up and I start singing a different song. But, but I've had something on my mind recently for the last few weeks, and I wanted to share some of that with you today. Uh, and here it is, and it's in a nutshell. None of us know what our future holds. None of us knows what's going to be around the corner. We can't see around the corner. We don't know what will happen next month, next week, or even in the next 10 minutes. We don't have the ability to see into our future. Even though God does give us some uh, little tidbits of information to help us, we don't have the ability to look around the corner and to see our future. Would you agree with that? Okay. Even if we could, I'm not sure that would be a good thing. Looking back on 2017, if you knew what was going to happen in 2017, what, how, what, how would it have affected you, you know? Uh, thankfully, God allows us to live life one chunk at a time, right? We don't have to live a week at a time. We get to live a day at a time. And better than that, we get to live a minute at a time. We get to live a second at a time. Come in. We get... (laughs) But a lot of people spend spend valuable time trying to see their future. I can see the future now. Danny has Val after church saying, you're the one whose phone went off today, right? That's that's what he's going to (laughs) do. Well, last Sunday, if you remember, we were doing this, and I had my brother-in-law FaceTime me while we were up here. He did that on purpose, by the way. But a lot of people try to see the future, obsessed with crystal balls and horoscopes and tea leaves and things like that. But in truth, nobody knows what tomorrow will bring. Nobody nobody knows what's going to happen. So what would you do with it if you had that information about what's going to happen in 2018? Would you try to gain financially? We know who's going to win the World Series, so you know, a good $5,000 bet on the winner might pocket us a little bit of change. Would Would we try to profit financially? Would we try to save people from disasters? You know, back 15 years or so ago, if we knew that 9-11 was going to happen, what would we have done? Would we have tried to save lives? Would we have tried to close down airports? What, what would we have done? Would we stop bad things from happening? Or would we simply worry ourselves sick? Would we be disappointed if we knew what was going to happen? Would we grieve? Well, I am so glad that God does not let us see into the future like that. I'm really thankful. It would be really, really difficult. Um, but what should we do or not do in preparing for our future, because every day is precious. Every day 
is a gift. A buddy of mine in town says, say, how you doing? He said, every day is a, a bonus. Every day is a bonus. So what should we do or not do? And I'm going to be talking about the, our future, um, about what God says not to do and about what God says to do for our future because we want our future to be everything that God wants it to be, right? We do. We want our future to be everything that God wants it to be. So would you just take a moment and let's, uh, let's bow our heads together and let's ask God to touch our heart and our mind that we would get exactly what he wants. Father, we thank you for the privilege of worship today. We thank you for allowing us to be here. We thank you, God, for your son Jesus and for what he did for us on Calvary. This morning, we came here today, God, because of you, and we ask that you would touch our hearts today, our minds, so that we would be able to receive from you exactly what you want us to receive. We thank you, Lord, for the privilege of worship, the privilege of learning, the privilege of hearing your word today. And we, we look forward to what you're going to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, there are at least three things that God tells us not to do. And I'm gonna, we're, we're going to spend just a little bit of time on those. The first one, uh, if you take notes, it's a, it's a good note to take. First one is don't assume that tomorrow will be the way you've planned it to be. Or that you will even have a tomorrow. Don't assume this. I've known people who plan their whole day. In fact, I've got a daughter, uh, Kristen, <clears throat> who even as a little girl, she would write down at age five and six, I, at this time I'm going to get up, at this time I'm going to play with my dolls, at this time I'm going to have morning tea, at this time is lunch. And if it did not go the way she wanted it to go, she'd get all in a fluster. She'd get upset. And that has even carried off into her adult life. If things don't go exactly right, don't you know she's going to have a hard time. Is there anybody like that? That you're kind of like got these plans, and if the plans are kind of messed up, uh, it kind of throws you in, into a, 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 a tizzy as well. Proverbs 27 and 1 says, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. Apparently, some of us do boast about our plans, and I've been guilty of that myself. Well, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that, or I'm going to go here. Well, we've got plans. We're going to do this, we're going to do this, and we're going to do this. But maybe we ought to approach it just a little differently and say, if the Lord allows, or if it's in God's plan, then because life is so uncertain, who knows? You may not even be around tomorrow. I may, in the next 20 seconds, have a heart attack and pass out right here in the floor. I'm not guaranteed the next 20 seconds. You're not guaranteed the next 20 seconds. So what we want to do is make sure that we, we live in the now, preparing for the future and allowing God to open the doors for our lives, and we walk through those doors that God opens up for us. We presume on God... When we don't pray, when we think life is just going to be there, or God says it's going to do what he does, and, and everything is good, we presume that God will allow us to keep breathing. We presume that, that we'll have the strength and the soundness of mind to carry out our plans, and we presume that our heart will keep beating. I have had a friend who was one of my uh, bishops. He was a, a state administrator bishop. His name was uh, last name was Rose. 
He was a brilliant man. I mean, his mind was so sharp. And he, he was dealing with like three or four or 500 ministers at one time. And he was a great counselor and he was a great leader. And financially, he, he had things lined up beautifully. One day he was leading pastors and the next day he was going through chemotherapy because he had developed cancer. The chemotherapy affected his mind. And the last few weeks and months of his life, he was not even able to verbalize anything. He would make noises. And he died just like that. So let's not presume that we even have tomorrow. The Bible says this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. So let's give today our best effort. So let me ask you a question today. What might you do differently today if you knew you did not have a tomorrow? How would you treat your family today? How would you treat your spouse today if you did not have a tomorrow? The second thing that we're not supposed to do, we're not supposed to presume or assume like that. The second thing is don't panic about tomorrow. We panic when we worry. Jesus says don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. And the quote, as you know, always says, why worry when you can pray? Why worry when you can pray? I'm not sure we would worry ourselves to death if we knew what was coming. What might you worry less about if you knew everything was going to be all right? And I want to encourage you on this point because I've hit this about three times recently. Worry is when your faith is not strong enough to sustain you into your future, and you have to grab hold of it yourself. You feel like it's out of control, and so you're going to do something about it. You're going to, you're going to grab hold of it. I can do something, and you, and you worry. But Jesus tells us not to worry about tomorrow. There's, a, there's enough worry for the next day and the next day and the next day. Take time to appreciate what you do have and not worry about what you don't have. You know, you can't control everything. And what you can't control, we need to let God take care of that. The third thing is don't delay or don't procrastinate. Do we have any procrastinators in here today? Uh, okay, we've got a few. Uh, Ecclesiastes, the 11th chapter, says, Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch... Every cloud they never harvest. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a great thing. It's out of Proverbs. Um, haven't we all made promises that we don't, haven't kept? Haven't we all said we were going to do something? Haven't we all said we're going to change things in our lives? We're going to be a different husband or wife. We're going to be a different child. We're going to be a, a different co-worker. We're going to make a difference. Haven't we done that? And we just keep putting things off. One thing that the Bible tells us not to do is just to keep putting it off. Um, someone once wrote, Procrastination is my sin. It only brings me sorrow. I know I ought to change my life, and I will tomorrow. That's good. So is there something that you said you wanted to do in your life, but you've never done it? Life is so short, and life is so fragile if you want to do something, you better get busy. 
Can, can I get a testimonial witness on that? Because it goes by so quickly. You find out that I wanted to do this, but I never did. I wanted to be this, but I never did. So in thinking about our future, don't presume, don't panic, and don't procrastinate. Now, there's three things I want to get to that out of uh, uh, Joshua chapter 1. So if you would, go ahead and turn to the Bible and, or, or to your app. I want to read this. I'm reading out of the NLT this morning, just a few verses out of Joshua chapter 1. This is when the children of Israel are poised to go across into their promised land. Uh, Moses passed away, and Joshua now is the, the leader. And the scripture says this. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the, to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Isn't that a beautiful scripture? That's amazing. So Israel <clears throat> made it out of Egypt, and they were getting ready to cross over, and Joshua is the new leader. The Jews are amassed on the east side of the river and are preparing to go across, and Joshua knew that strong people and challenges existed on the other side of the river, and they would not want to give up their land. So he was pretty concerned, I would imagine, and God comes to Joshua in this moment of consternation and speaks to him and he tells him what to do in order to have a good future in the land that God had promised to them. God was telling Joshua how to successfully navigate his future. And maybe we should listen and learn a little bit from what God said to Joshua. God wants you to have a blessed future. I want you to understand this. You may have gone through some pretty difficult things in 2016 and 2017. God wants 2018 to be a banner year for you and your family. I believe that. I believe in a God of, of prosperity. Now, I'm not saying I'm a, just a prosperity preacher. Everything is rosy and peachy keen and all that. But what I'm saying is God's plan for us is that we prosper and are in good health. 
God's plan for us is to succeed. God's plan for us is to not be burdened down by life, but to cast all of our cares upon him because he cares for us. So that's God's plan for us. We know that. So let's learn just a little bit about this. Three things that God tells us here that I want to concentrate on. When you make plans, you need to pass your plans by God's desk. Isn't that good? Have you ever made plans on your own and you didn't consult God? And you got yourself in a mess? I was talking with Arnold this morning. We were talking about that just a little bit, how that people sometimes have their own agenda. And when they have their own agenda and they haven't consulted God with it, they carry out their agenda. But when they get through with their agenda, they find out that it was the wrong agenda. We need to understand God has an agenda and a plan for our lives. And when we are in his way and we walk in his way and we're walking in his spirit, everything will be better than if we're just walking in our own. So we need to understand that today. We can face the challenge just like Israel faced the challenge. We can face 2018. We can know that God is for us and not against us. We can know that we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. We can know that he is, he is all about us and, and he sings over us and he loves us. We can know that. And we can go into 2018 knowing we can face the challenge. The second thing is we need to allow God's precepts to be a major part of our life. God's precepts. And we can't afford to get sidetracked away from God's precepts or his laws. Well, where do we find God's precepts and his laws? The way God does things. Where do we find that? In God's word. In the Bible. In the Bible. So we need to make sure that 2018 is just inundated with the word of God. In a day. Now, I'm not telling you today that I expect you to read the Bible through in 2018. If you do that, that is awesome. That's wonderful. I'm not telling you that you have to have a certain reading plan. I'm not telling you that you have to pull it out every time you have a meal. But what I am telling you is, if you want to have a successful 2018, you will make the Word of God, the Bible, a part of your life, an important part of your life. See, the Bible says that the flowers fade away, the grass withers, and the flower fades away, but the word of our God will stand forever. When you go through that dark night, when everything seems to be falling apart, you know it's not your emotions, it's not your great worship services, it's not your friends that are going to carry you through it. You know what's going to carry you through the dark night of the soul? It's the word of God. The Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to go into your life and into your heart and separate your heart and your soul, bone and marrow. It's the Word of God that will do that. So what God is telling us is in 2018, if we want to have success in 2018, we will talk more about the Word of God. We will meditate more on the Word of God. We will put God's Word into practice more in 2018. So let me encourage you today. Read. If you can't read, and, you, and it's very difficult, you have these issues, 
There are Bible apps available right now. I could play what I just read for you. It will talk to me. And I can listen to the Word of God. There is no reason in this day today why we don't listen to or read more of the Word of God. There is no reason whatsoever. Amen? Now, are you, you're in agreement with me on this, aren't you? All right, good. I didn't want you to be wrong today to start out. You know, I had a professor once when I was in optometry school. He said, everybody has the right to be wrong if they want. So you have the right to be wrong today, but the right way is to have God's word in your life, okay? And the third thing is <clears throat> that God tells us to do, and, and I'm kind of close to ending, is to live by faith. Live by faith and not by flesh, not by sight, not by flesh, not by pleasure, not by what feels good. Live by faith. The, the just shall live by faith. And I love the scripture that says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Whew. That gives me cold chills when I read that scripture. So three things not to do, of course. Let me see if I can find those real quick. Don't presume. In other words, make good on the now, the today. What can you do to love somebody today? Don't panic. Put away that worry machine that you've got. Don't procrastinate. But you should ask God for his guidance and his help. You should uh, allow God's word to be inundated in your life. And you should walk by faith and not by sight. Now, I'm going to ask us to do something special today. If you would, and it's, and it's not going to be hard on anybody. But I, if you would, I want you to stand. We'll stand together. And I want us to kind of come in unity. These two front sides come out to the aisle. And if it's comfortable in the back, uh, take somebody by the hand. If, if, if it's com not comfortable, don't do it. But if it's comfortable, take somebody by the hand. And uh, we're going to make some promises to ourselves. We're, we're, we're going to make promises not to God. We're going to make promises not to our spouse, our friend. We're going to make promises to ourselves today. So I'm going to make a statement, and if you can agree with that statement, and if you will make this promise to yourself, I think it'll be helpful. So here's the first one. And I, I precede this by saying in this new year of 2018, I will not take another day for granted. Will you repeat that with me now? I will not take another day for granted. Think about that. That's a promise. Not, you're not making it to God. This is a promise you're making to yourself. Let's say it one more time. I will not take another day for granted. Second one is, I will not worry about things I cannot control. Hmm. I will not worry about things I cannot control. 
Okay, that hit some of you right between the eyes. I see it. You're smiling really big. Should we say it one more time? I will not worry about things I cannot control. And the third one is, I will not delay in doing important things. I will not delay in doing important things. And then the other three that go along with the other three points that I gave you today. I will ask God for guidance. I will ask God for guidance. That's pretty simple stuff, isn't it? This preaching thing is easy. I'm telling you. Let's say that one again. I will ask God for guidance. The second one is, I will give God's word a greater place in my life. I will give God's word a greater place in my life. That's precious. If that can happen in 2018, I guarantee your life will be better. And the last one is, I will live my life by faith in Jesus Christ. I will live my life by faith in Jesus Christ. Would you, I, I, what I'd like us to do is to pray for one another right now. Would you do that? That God will give us the strength to hold up to these promises. That our 2018 will be so much better than 2017 or 2016. And that by God's grace, we will be better than we've ever been in our lives. Let's pray for each other right now. Father, we thank you for the privilege that we have right now of loving one another and of loving you. We thank you for the privilege you've given us to serve you and to love you and to honor you. And today, God, we come before you in prayer and we thank you, Lord, for your wonderful blessings to us. We pray for one another today. We pray for those who are hurting physically. We pray, God, that you would heal them. We pray for those who are struggling emotionally, God, that you would cause them to be calm in their spirit. We pray, God, for those who are facing spiritual battles that they've never faced before and pray, God, that you would give them the strength to fight those battles knowing that you have won the battle, you have won the war, and we're just simply there on your side to accompany you. So today, God, as we make these promises to ourselves, we ask you, God, for strength that only comes through you. We ask you, God, for grace and mercy and gentleness and kindness and love and all these things that are part of your spirit. And Lord, for what you do for us, we're grateful. The way you love us, we're thankful. And what we're going to receive and we're going to experience in 2018, God, we give you the thanks and the praise for it right now. And for it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise today.